Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Oh, it is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Bryce Cherry joining us now from the Waco Trib. Bryce has uh, recently taken a trip to Austin to the world-famous Moody Center. Man loves loves being at these games and, and uh, covering the Bears. Bryce, this, uh, welcome back to the show. I uh, That was a tough one the other day. Two back-to-back heartbreakers, kind of different reasons. I felt like they really should have won the K-State game. I think the other day, it is hated to have a chance and not get it done. It, it didn't, yeah. to me, it didn't feel like they necessarily like outplayed them as much as they did, but they shot, both teams shot really well, but boy, the Longhorns cooled off. I, I, Bryce, I just can't for the life of me figure out how I get that these games get bogged down, the defense gets better, things get compressed, but still the droughts, and they did go to the line some. But still, to go eight or nine minutes, nearly nine minutes, well, they, I, I guess they finally did because Bridges hit the big three. That ended about an eight-and-a-half-minute drought. I mean, it is wild, isn't it, when you have that many shot makers and yet you, you are susceptible, it seems, to these long droughts. Yeah, when I asked Scott about it after the game, uh, he talked about, you know they did. He, they did look at those offensive possessions where they got free throws out of the possession as positive possessions. I mean, you are getting points and or you know getting opportunities to score when you go to the foul line. But you're right. I mean, they they just uh, missed some bunnies inside. I mean, I think Eve had a, a shot that, of course, came you know just a blip after the shot clock expired uh, that would have you know, would have been a good bucket. I mean, Langston missed one right around the the basket. So, um, you know, it is kind of crazy because they, they obviously were shooting the lights out from outside, uh, most of the day. Um, and, and then, you know, you just come back to earth some and, um, yeah, I agree with you that probably the K-State loss stings a little bit more just because, you blow a, a six-point lead late in rec- regulation in that one. You blow like a five-point lead late in overtime in that one. You know they they didn't really execute the way they needed to at the end of the game. Um, the the Texas game, I felt I I kind of almost blamed it on uh, them not getting the most important rebound of the game. But then you know Jalen does hit the three-pointer to tie it. To me, it just came down to it was a, a great back-and-forth game, and Texas got the ball last. You know, I mean, that's what it comes down to. And dude just went down and made a play, made a great shot, kind of hung in the air. Uh, Tyrese Hunter and, and Langton Love, you know, made an attempt to block the shot, but Hunter just kind of hung there and uh, made the shot, and, you know, Texas wins. I mean, it's life in the Big 12. Yeah. I, I think Scott second-guessed himself, and I do think he'll handle that differently next time. He had the timeout. He decided not to call it. I, I think you don't call the timeout. Uh, sometimes coaches like to let their teams not let the defense set up, so they'll run it. 
right? And in that case, Scott could have banged the timeout after the three. I'm sure his thinking is, well, they're going to be in a scramble mode. I don't want to give them a chance to set up. But, man, mm-hmm. they they executed brilliantly. And while Baylor was trying to guard the ball, they end up, they get the ball to uh, DeSue, and he it's like a hook and ladder. He shovels it to Hunter, and that was a bad I, I, you know, the minute I saw him screaming down the middle of the court, and poor Langston was just in no man's land. I mean, you guys got a full head of steam, and I think in retrospect, what Scott would probably like is one of those wings, because Texas's guys ran to the corners. Well, he didn't have time to drive it and kick. I mean, mm-hmm. he he needed to go shoot the ball, so one of those guys needed to come off his man and try to help Langston stop the ball. I mean, you know, it's yeah. like the old adage. We've heard it for years. You've got to stop the basketball. And mm-hmm. that was a sinking feeling to watch a guy dribble all the way down the court and hit a layup to end the game. Like that, that it, it's, it's not – we've seen it happen in sports. And we see it happen in the NCAA tournament. I'd rather make them do what Bryce Drew did at one time, right? I mean, mm-hmm. if they're going to beat you, make them beat you – with with an outside shot or or at least a contested shot. I guess that was somewhat contested, but man Langston was in a bad. He got he he was in it really wasn't fair to him. He was just, he he got put in no man's land in 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 my opinion. Yeah, it was the you're exactly right. It was a tough uh position and anyone that uh has played basketball and uh found themselves uh, in that situation where a guy is coming at you with a full head of steam, it's a, uh, it's a tough place to be. And uh, it, that, like you said, that's why you call out, stop ball, stop ball. You know I mean? Uh, and sure. If, if he'd have gotten a little help defense that might've changed the shot. And, uh, but you know, live and learn. And uh, that's kind of what these, these games in the big 12, I mean, they're all, whether you win them or you lose them, and it seems like every one of them comes down to the last shot almost, or, you know, certainly a possession or two. Um, you know, I think you got to take lessons out of all of them. I, I, everybody's the same in this conference is what it really feels like. Anybody can, I mean, Oklahoma state's not good. I mean, they almost beat Baylor. Baylor had to beat them in overtime, but they're not good. They're the worst team, but West Virginia, I thought West Virginia might end up being the worst team and they got the worst overall record. But I mean, they they got it they got it done against Kansas at home, um, and um, we had a little court storming type deal. So it's like I know we always say, "Well, it's the best conference," and and I think it is, but there's not a super team. I Kansas does not. I mean, they're good. Don't get me wrong; they could be a you know they'll be a two seed or something like that. But they're not one of the great Kansas teams. They got Hunter Dickinson. And I like McCuller. And other than that, I don't know where they're scoring. That Marcus, what's his name, Adams, a good player. But I, they don't have a lot of scoring. Um, so, although, did you see the halftime score of that game the other day? It was like 51 to 51. So I guess they do have somebody scoring, but they got a point guard that can't score. I mean, that's, I, I, again, I don't know. Maybe Houston will end up being the best team in the conference. But they already have two losses. So I think that's probably what is eating at the crawl right now. It's it's certainly still early, but Baylor could be five and zero. Oh. 
and, and yeah. easily four and one at least, right? And so that has to be, I would think, sticking in the craw of these coaches right now. Yeah, and I also think, you know, uh, we've seen just sort of the ebb and flow of Baylor's season thus far, and I, I think they uh, they came together very quickly uh, considering how uh, many newcomers they had on the team with seven new guys. And, um, you know, I think it sort of surprised everyone how they coalesced so, you know, so rapidly. Um, you know, get some good wins early in the season, uh, really climb in the polls. And then, you know, you you take it on the chin at, Mich- you know, basically a road game at Michigan, Michigan State. Uh, you know, you lose a tough game to Duke. Um, you know, and then when you get into Big 12 play, it's, it's just a dogfight every night. And I think what you're seeing is that this team is still learning how to play together. I mean, you, you know, I mean, they, uh, by, by March, you would think that, uh, you know, they probably would have kind of figured it all out. You know, that you got that old, uh, cliche about, you know, a freshman isn't a freshman anymore by the time, mm-hmm. you know, you get to March and, so, you know, Jacoby, Eve, you know, those guys are definitely learning. You know, this is this is all new to them. So um I, I think what you're what you sort of hit on with, you know, oh, there's not a great team. Well, I think there's a lot of really good teams and I just think that's college basketball. That's not just the Big Twelve. I mean, that's everybody's there's a lot of parity across the country. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see it every week in the poll, you know, a lot of times you've got a new number one every week because, uh, you know, two, three, four, five, six, trust me, as an AP voter, I see it because it's like, dude, that team lost. Okay. Let me go to the next guy that I had in my poll. Nope. They lost too. You know, I mean, (laughs) it's just, uh, you know, anybody can be beat. Maybe UConn and Purdue are on some kind of higher tier right now, but it's a weird season because Gonzaga like fell out of the pole for the first time. It seems like 25 years or something, and they're on the bubble uh, to get into the tournament. Texas could have been in serious trouble. That was a season-saving type win for them. One in four in this conference with their record, they would have fallen to like ooh, 11 and six, 12 and six. Um, I think they could have been in big trouble, uh, honestly, and, and so that was uh, – and, and there were years when Texas, Kansas and Baylor separated from everybody for however many of those years, 19, 20, 21. It's like they were just, they were just that much better than everybody. But, yeah, right now everybody's kind of bunched in there, and Houston's, Houston is good, but, boy, they will rock fight you. Are you seeing some of those scores like – Fifty-seven to forty-two, um, yeah. I, uh, over somebody the other day, and I thought, oh my gosh, that, that had to be ugly to watch. Um, yeah, that, and, that's uh, with a shot clock. I mean, that's with a shot. Yes, clock. <laughs> yes, yeah. And, and by the way, that shed for them is such a great point guard. I I still find it interesting. Cryer's been good for him, but the guy desperately wanted to. He wanted to transfer mm-hmm. to go play point guard. Or he thought they would let him play more point guard, and I just I never totally understand these reasons. Yeah. They've got a point guard. It's like Baylor has a point guard. Now, I could you could argue that it would be nice if they had more of like a backup point guard. Like they, mm. it's like they don't. They got a bunch of really good guards, but they only have one dude that 
I mean, they, I don't know. We've gotten so used to Baylor having positionless basketball where they didn't really have a true point guard and they could all kind of do it that it's been interesting to go back to because for years they had great ones, Pierre, Cherry, I mean, you name it. They had great point guards. I don't know what I don't know what's going to – I mean, I, I hope Ray J ends up being great, but right now, man, he's a mystery. He's a mystery in the Big 12 because he does some amazing things, and he does some, like, he has some horrible shooting. Now he had a two for 15 recently, and he'll turn the ball over. He's had games where he turns the ball over way too much. So it's like I think he's got great characteristics for a, to be a really good point guard. But I think we'd be, we wouldn't be telling the truth if we said he was looking like a great point guard this season. I mean, it's been a mixed bag. I, I agree with that. I mean, I think that's an apt scouting report on Ray J. I mean, a uh, little up and down. Um, certainly will make some passes where, you're, you're, you know, if you're a Baylor fan, you're probably ready to pull your hair out. But at the same time, uh, has the knack to make just some incredible plays. And, um, you know, his a, a variety of, you know, what I would say kind of Mark Jackson-esque, you know, post moves as a as a point guard uh he's just so crafty you know i mean um you know he's got the drop step and the jump hook and you know and like i said i mean he can make some really good passes too but you're right he has moments where uh you know he'll really pile up the turnovers and he's got to fix those all right bryce cherry sports editor of the waco trib joining the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN um, Central Texas. Now, Bryce, you wrote an interesting column the other day, and it was about the Foster Pavilion. And I had noticed, even over at the Farrell, they've gone a different direction with the PA. It may not be like our guys our age or, or older are into, but, you know, it's really more about the students and all that, and they seem to love it, and I'm I'm kind of fine with it if they are. But now – the sound and the artificial noise at the pavilion, I got to say, I've been there a couple times, did not, didn't overpower me. But again, I'm sitting up there kind of where you're sitting. And I thought that was interesting in your column because you kind of went out there and talked to a variety of people. You had people coming up to you at different places where you interact across town. And I guess the common theme was, I mean, it's it just kind of, it can be a little distracting and overpowering. So I, I guess you got to thread that needle because the truth is I think Texas' new place is kind of like that. I've noticed when people are trying to call a game there and I'm, and I'm kind of watching them try to do like a sideline-type report, they can barely – I mean, it's like it's so loud they can barely do their jobs. Um, and maybe that's just the way these things are going. But I, I think Foster – I don't know. Now, you had some evidence that maybe you felt like they had turned it down a bit for one of the games or maybe yeah. had backed off a little bit. I, I thought for the BYU game, it was far, far louder than it was for the Cincinnati game. We're talking about the, the men. Um, uh, there were there were times in that BYU game, especially with, uh, you know, just, again, some of the canned – music where the bass was turned up so much that you could literally feel your chest vibrating. I mean, you know, uh, and 
that seems a little extreme. But uh, it was funny to see the reaction to the column because uh, I, I could, first of all, tell who had read it and who had not. Um, and certainly a lot of people on social media, I would say Facebook commenters and uh, Twitter followers and those kind of people uh, just see a headline and assume they think they know what it's about. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, oh, you're an idiot. You know, you're soft, blah, 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 blah. What my, one of my favorite uh, comments was, you're soft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was uh, somebody who admitted they hadn't read it. They said, I read it yeah. until the paywall came down. Uh, yeah. But it was a clown take. And and then, he, <laughs> and then he starts then he starts saying things that I had in the column, which is, uh, you know, it should be loud. You want the crowd to be loud. Yeah. Da, 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 yeah. da. Uh, and I'm just like, oh, my gosh. Uh, yeah. And then, of course, uh, the other side of that, uh, which is partially why I wrote the column, the people that are sort of complaining, is uh, it tends to skew a little older, I would say. It's people who are more likely to email me than follow me on social on Twitter. Um, yeah. People that are coming up to me in church or writing letters to the editor, and those people are saying, yeah, right on. It is too loud. It's crazy. Uh, and you know, so I think there's a probably happy medium that they could, uh, you know, that just, uh, on some of the songs, some of the bass, you know, I don't think it has to be ear splitting, uh, and let the, let the home court advantage that you have created with this place, which is incredible and awesome. Let it just happen organically. Uh, I, I, I don't think that you always have to have, um, the the canned stuff to get a crowd you know hyped you know i think i think it's better when it happens just sort of through the natural evolution of the game yeah well i i it'll it'll be interesting to see how all that plays out and of course i mean i think the i think the major thing people have brought up is more of that uh even than the noise which uh uh, you know, it's an interesting take, and I did. I like kind of like it when you know. I mean, again, it's you're the newspaper, and and you like to see Baylor do well because that you sell more newspapers and you have more subscriptions online. But you can't just be out there like, okay, there's everything's perfect. I mean, you know, it, <laughs> the pavilion, as we've talked about, is pretty cool, and there's a oh, lot yeah. of great things about it, and you have noted that. Um, again, if I was going to write a guest column and I would highly recommend you letting me do that, it would be more <laughs> on like that, the cups where I have to put that little, that, uh-huh. <laughs> where I have to, that before. yeah, yeah, that I, before. that was a, that was a strange thing to me. Like when I buy a drink, I want to just take the drink away from where I purchase it and then start drinking it immediately. I don't want other steps. Now, if I'm at a restaurant and you want to hand me a cup, I get that. I'll go over and, you know, get my drink, get my ice. That's that's fine. But at a basketball arena, I would like somebody to put the ice in the drink and put the drink <laughs> in. Okay? Uh, can, you get, can you get 30 inches of eloquent prose out of, oh, uh, out of uh, you know, uh, yeah. talking about cups and ice? No, uh, I mean... <laughs> Don't challenge me. Don't challenge. You've seen me. You've seen me write about even less important things over the years. Okay, 
this would not be a challenge for me. All right. Um, well, Bryce, keep at it, man. Uh, enjoy it. I can't wait to see you soon. We'll maybe gather, let's say, like a TCU. That's always tough when you lose one. You kind of like to get back out there, and you got to wait a week. But, uh, I mean, it's like that that schedule coming up is not for the faint of heart. I think I counted, and I, I need to look at today's rankings, but when I looked, it was almost like five of six of the next games are against ranked teams. And, that's again, yeah. that's life in the Big 12, but this is mm-hmm. not a play, easy place to dig yourself out of. And, fortunately, at three and two, you're fine. I would say yeah. if Texas had fallen to one and four, that was going to get scary. And then on top of that, if somebody had a – you know, done some, like, horns downs after the game. There's no telling what Rodney would have done. I mean, it could have really gotten out of control. Yeah. Th- that, yeah. Rodney, I, that one, Rodney addressed that after the game, and uh, yeah. I, think, I think he was a little, um, I guess, actually some Texas fans maybe took umbrage with him, um, you know, talking about it. And, and yeah. so – uh, he he was he was actually kind of apologetic about it, mm-hmm. you know, uh, after the game. But he's a really good guy, and I, I you know for his sake, I you know he was a guy that obviously coached at Baylor under uh, Harry Miller, you know. So yeah, um, for his sake, I hope you know he kind of gets it done there at Austin. Tough place to play. They got a lot of high expectations down there at UT. So mm-hmm. I just like the frames on his glasses, and I've thought about asking him <laughs> if I'm ever in a one-on-one type deal and just say, where do you get those? I mean, there, is, there an, is there a place in Austin? I mean, it just there's just something about that. He just has a real knowledgeable look. Of, I mean, very good-looking glasses, those frames. <laughs> All right, uh, uh, Bryce, I'll see you soon, okay? I appreciate you doing this. Yeah, no problem. Thanks, Matt. All right, there he goes, Bryce Cherry, the Waco Trib. Read him. All right, I, I have the. 